Welcome to Beyond Church Walls. Thank you very much for joining this amazing platform. My name is Prince Ziwa. I hope that you are ready for the following episode coming right away. Thank you. Amazing people, what an honor and a privilege to be back at Beyond Church Worlds. I welcome you and I hope that the Lord has been good and great upon your lives. Uh, thank you very much to those who are consistent returning listeners and to our first time listeners. We welcome you and we bless the Lord and we hope that you're going to make this platform your new home. And we hope that the Lord is going to teach you and you're going to find some illumination from what you're going to hear from this place and this platform. Can we just pray and we can proceed according to the order of the day. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, we honor you, we bless you, we glorify you for you are Lord and God and you are faithful God. We thank you that your name is Yahweh and you are a covenant-keeping God. That's why even in this present moment, we begin to pray and we ask you, God, your goodness and mercy, your glory, your grace and your favor. We are praying and we are asking you, God, to demonstrate your power, your goodness and mercy upon our lives. We pray for the spirit of wisdom. We pray for the spirit of understanding. We pray for the spirit of counsel. We are praying and we are asking for the Holy Spirit, who is the one who leads us into all truth, who's, who is the one who reveals everything, who takes what belongs to Jesus and gives it to us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for you are with us, you are for us, and you are for the among us. We thank you that you are the Spirit of the living God. We thank you that you are the one who is going to teach us. You are going to teach us and to remind us everything that we ought to know concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we pray, we ask you that you open up the eyes of our understanding of God that we may be able to know that we may be able that we may be able to learn that we may be able to also further receive knowledge that is going to transform our lives we pray that for that today for that in this episode we will learn oh God what is it that you want to say to us and we'll be able to hear as your word says that today if you hear the Holy Spirit speaks do not harden your heart Father, we pray for the Spirit, O oh God, that He will teach us and give us the ability for us to obey whatever it is that you're going to say here in this place. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you, Lord. And amen. Yeah, welcome, 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 amazing people. Uh, it's great to be back. So today we're going to be talking about devotion. Uh, I found it fit that, you know what, as we are returning... Uh, let us just look at devotion. Uh, it's something that you know, the Lord has been speaking to me mainly about, you know. Um, especially as we know and understand that devotion is actually the core. You know, it controls, it's like a, the pulse of our relationship with God, you know. Uh, the broken, the devotion, the broken, the relationship, you know. The, the more fixed and continuous and yeah and consistent that devotion is it is the more we are going to grow and we are going to have a solid relationship with our maker so are we going to be talking about devotion and i'll try my best to be as brief as i can and to be as clear as i can so that i cannot maybe i say a lot of things that are going to end up getting you tired 
So there's quite a number of things that the Lord has been teaching me when it comes to devotion. Uh, it's a lot actually that I can teach, but I would like to maybe say a couple of pointers and then we can look at what the Bible says or we can look at some of the examples in the Bible and then um, I will just then close this episode. But first of all, I would like to say that, you know, um, the Lord has taught me a lot, guys, especially when you look at our, at our lives. I believe that, you know, as Christians, uh, as saints, as the people who believe in Jesus, as the followers of the Christ, each and every area of our lives that does not reflect or that does not re resemble the goodness of God. If we want to know, if we want to find out the problem, the problem could be that maybe we are not devoted enough, you know. I've come to learn, I've come to, real, to a realization that each and every area of lack, each and every area that seems to be falling behind in our lives, that area can actually, the cause or the problem of that area to be falling behind can actually be traced back to, to the place of devotion, you know. Uh, it could be possible that we are not as devoted as we ought to be to God. Or it could be possible that maybe we are partially devoted. There are areas of our lives that we are not fully devoted and that we are not fully dedicating to God in order for Him to, to, to have full control. Because God is a God who, who wants to have full control of each and every area of our lives. When we come to serve God, I love when the Bible says when God went to worship, you know, when God, when God told the people to go to worship him, Pharaoh had made a claim that the people must not go and worship God together, but they must leave their children behind. So it is like that sometimes in our lives that we find ourselves having been dedicated to God. We find ourselves being people that believe and trust God. But there are areas in, of our lives that we do not bring along whenever we are going to, to, to worship the Lord. But if we want to worship God, we have to give ourselves as whole and as full as we can. So like I said that, uh, you know, if you look at ev most areas of our lives and if you look at those areas that are slacking, that are not progressing as they should, and we are trying to diagnose those problems, I've come to a conclusion that maybe devotion is the problem, you know, uh, because there is something that the Lord has taught me that, you know, if we can teach men to precisely and accurately seek God, then I think we have taught them on how to we have given them a tool, a device, a strategy, a way forward. It's like we have taught them how to win in each and every area of, of their lives. Devotion controls every area of our lives. Devotions uh, open doors. Devotion is like the foundation, like I said, it's the pulse of our relationship with God. I don't think that anyone can grow in Christ beyond their level of devotion. I don't think that anyone can mature in Christ beyond their level of devotion. So it is through our devotion that we learn, that we grow, that we mature beyond the current level that we are on. And yes, this is one of the things that is causing more people to have a fervent relationship with the Lord than the others. It is because of their devotion. If you look at the Bible, we realize that there, were, there are kings, there were some people who were working with God or working for God or God who was working through them. And then we realize that God was using these people according to the level of their yieldedness, 
according to how much they devoted themselves into seeking him for simple example if you look at ezra the bible speaks about ezra if i'm not mistaken it says ezra was a very devout man it says ezra was a man who was studying the law of his god day and night and he was not just studying the law of his god so that he can know it but he was studying it so that he can do it he can live it he can perform it that is why when you read the scriptures it goes on to say the hand of god was upon the life of ezra the hand of god was upon ezra and then god was able to do so many things through the life of ezra god was able to trust ezra with with greater and bigger and 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 and, and, and better responsibilities than he, than he could have trusted other people why because simple ezra was a man who valued and prioritized devotion like i said that if we can teach people how to precisely and accurately seek God then I think we have taught them uh, uh, how to win in each and every area every area of their lives if we can teach people how to win in their devotion then we have taught them uh, uh, how to win in each and every area of their lives you cannot win in finding god you cannot win in devotion and then not win in each and every area of your life because i think devotion controls everything that happens in our lives you know it, it is in devotion that we are able to know what is the plan of god concerning our lives it is in the place of devotion that we are able to learn what is the plan of god concerning our future it is in the plan of god that we are able to know to understand and to see the heart and the mind of god i think it's first corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 if i'm not mistaken that says for no eye has seen no nor has even entered into the heart of man and no heart is conceived or no mind has even thought or imagined it has not come to pass to anyone what god has prepared for those that love him but then scriptures goes on to say but god has revealed these things or it says the spirit yeah it says the spirit searches the deepest things even the things that are in the heart of god so i think the spirit is able to reveal to us is able to tell us is able to show us is able to lead us into that place whereby we've got this understanding of what god wants what god desires what god wants to achieve and fulfill through our lives but if we are not people that uh, value devotion then i think we are going to be people that are like walking around with assumptions hitting walls imagining things taking whatever it is that is being thrown out there we're gonna struggle we're gonna suffer and we're gonna go around cycles and we keep on asking ourselves why is one and two not coming all right but i think god is calling us into a place whereby we have to be intentional with our devotion we have to prioritize our devotion we have to actually fight to make sure that our devotion is living and active because like i said that the devotion our devotion lives devotional lives are, are, are like the pulse of the relationship that we have with god you know uh, uh, the, the greater the better the higher or, or, or the healthier our devotion lives are it is the healthier the relationship we have with god it is going to be you know so I, 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 that is why the scriptures especially in the book of hebrews the chapter 11 when it speaks about the people that believe or that trust in god it goes on to say anyone that comes to god must believe that god is or must believe that god exists but then that is one level you know you are not rewarded that because you believe that God exists no it says God uh, without faith it is impossible to please God so which means faith here is a combination of two things number one is you believing that God exists and then number two is you being intentional through your devotion to seek 
God. You know, that is why it says he is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That diligently seek him. So those who diligently seek God are the people who are consistent, are the people who are intentional about their devotion. What is devotion in simple terms? Devotion consists of three or four things, if I'm not mistaken. It consists of worship and prayer, worship and praise and worship. It consists of reading the word. It consists of prayer. So it is those four, or can maybe say three things that we find that make up devotion and reading the word praying praising and worshiping those things they take time they need people who are committed they need people who are intentional you know they need people who are willing to set time set time aside set aside certain things they need people who are willing to sacrifice some things and choose them they need people who are going to be intentional they need people who are going to live a life of of of, of sacrificing you know that is why like i said that if there is any area that the enemy is waging war also greatly on it is the area of devotion he wants us just to confess and to believe in jesus christ according to our words and according to our mouths but not according to our devotion because you you, like i said you cannot grow you cannot mature you cannot experience god above or beyond how you can experience him through your devotion life that is why sometimes to go out there to preach to call for power to pray or to do whatever without you having a solid devotion life it, it, it it is somewhere somehow pointless you know let us not be busy uh, working for God, working, doing things for God, and we don't have time to spend time with God. You know, I think God is much more delighted in us, you know, seeking Him. He's much more delighted in us spending time with Him. He's much more delighted in us being devoted to, to, to Him, praying, worshipping, praising Him, you know, seeking Him, reading His Word, knowing what He has said to us in His Word, and being committed and intentional about obeying that word more than what we are doing. Yes, the songs, they are great. They are amazing. Yes, the sermons are powerful. We see them. Yes, the seminars and all those things, they are good. But we need to go back to the place of seeking God diligently. We need to go back to the place of fixing our devotion. We need to go back to the place of making sure that there is always fire upon our light, upon our altars. Because some people is they go out there they act like there is fire upon their altars they say amazing things they say powerful things but there is less transformation why is there less transformation it is because the altar your altar is full of ashes because there used to be fire there but you have neglected your place of devotion you have neglected your place of fellowship with your father you have neglected the place that made you watch and who you are today that is why i even love when god speaks in the book of jeremiah 29 it's a verse that a lot of people love a lot when they say ah you you know the plans that god has for you it is not plans to destroy you and so on and so on but i love god when he says you will seek me and you will find me if you seek me with your whole heart so i think god is more interested in people that are willing to to spend days hours nights devoting themselves unto him you know seeking him in their devotion that is why if you look at the bible many people who manage to do great things are people who are masters of their devotion 
if you look at the uh, writer of the psalm if i'm not mistaken it's psalm 66 i hope i'm not misquoting scriptures he say oh lord my god earnestly i seek you some they say early in the morning i seek your face you know these are people who prioritize devotion if you look at bible man even even people who served idols in the bible they were so committed and they were so intentional when it comes to devotion they wanted to make sure that they do not cross or skip a line without devoting themselves without first hearing from their god you know i love david when he speaks in second samuel chapter 5 and when he speaks also in first samuel chapter 30 if i'm not mistaken there is a, a part where we know that David had went to war without asking God first of all he did not inquire from God whether he should go and help or fight with those people there his allies but then when he realized that there was chaos in his house he realized that something was wrong something was broken there was an open door the enemy had come in and had taken the children the wives and the, 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 whatever it is that the enemy took he went and inquired of the Lord he remembered that there is a key there is a tool that is called devotion the Bible says David called upon the priest of I'm not mistaken, or the priestly garment. He says, "Bring me an effort." And then, after he put on the effort, he wore the he wore, he wore the priestly robe or the priestly garment. And afterwards, the Bible says he went there, and I think he entered into a phase or a, a space of worship, and then he inquired of the Lord. So it, it shows that the more we are not devoted to God, the more we are not prioritizing devotion. There are answers, there are things, there are strategies, there are systems that we won't be able to get into to pray into there are things that we cannot be able to do or to achieve up until we learn to be masters we learn to be warriors in the place of devotion you know that is why even the bible says seek ye first the kingdom of god and after its righteousness it speaks about the kingdom of god and it says not his but its after its righteousness so we understand that in the bible the kingdom of god or the term kingdom of god or the words kingdom of god they are actually used interchangeably i strongly love the part where when we talk about the kingdom of god we are not talking about a place but we are we are talking about a lifestyle we are talking about a way of doing things we are talking about a manner of behaving as the children of god as the citizens of heaven because the kingdom of God is a way of doing things it is a lifestyle it is a system of, of operating when you are a kingdom of heaven citizen a kingdom of heaven is where we are going is where God reigns and where God sits for now the kingdom of heaven heaven is God's throne the kingdom of heaven is a place but the kingdom of God is a system is a way of doing things is a lifestyle is a way of operating when you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven that is why when Paul writes for us in Romans 14 verse 17 it says for the kingdom of God it is not about uh, eating and drinking but it is about love it is about peace and it is about joy that comes through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit so that's why when Matthew 6 33 says seek ye first the kingdom of God it speaks about God's way of doing things God's system of doing things God's way of living God's way of operating that's what the kingdom of God is it says seek that first but how do you seek that first you seek that first through devotion 
devotion. You seek that first through prayer. You seek that first through reading your word, through praise and worship. That is why unless you learn to become a warrior, a master, a winner in the place of devotion, you can never be a winner in your private life. That is why we have to understand that devotion controls, governs everything that is pertaining to our lives. It is through our devotion that we can be able to win in each and every area of our lives. That is why if you look at the Bible, like I said, the Bible in the book of Mark, the chapter is 1. If I'm not misquoting scriptures, I think it's Mark chapter 1, verse 45 or verse uh, 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 25. It says earlier, Mark chapter 1, verse 35, it says early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went away to a secluded place and he was praying there. So which means before Jesus could prioritize being the son of God, before he could prioritize being the master, the ruler, the leader of everything, he prioritized devotion. He prioritized communication with his father. He prioritized talking to his God. He prioritized prayer. He prioritized hearing from God. It is through devotion that we go to God. We tell God what we want to hear and then we hear from him what he wants to get from us. Many a times I think we are frustrated because when we go to the place of prayer or because we've got our own expectations and in many a times our expectations they are contradictory when it comes to the expectations of God because God is expecting one from us but we are expecting three from God but now it, it, it becomes a conflict of interest because God is expecting something that we are not expecting from him so but it is through devotion that we are able to learn and to understand the heart and the mind of God the operations the dealings the working the ways of God I love Moses before he could do anything else because before he could go further with God he was a man of prioritized devotion because first he says show me your ways that I may know you teach me your ways for that I may know you was talking to God he wanted to know the ways of God he wanted to know the dealings the operations of God it was that, that is devotion then when he went to the higher level is it gets to a point where he says show me your glory you say you know me you say you know me by my name you say you go with us it is no longer now enough that you say you are with us you are going with us but we do not see your glory I want to see your glory but now it is through devotion that you can be able to see to know to understand and to live in the ways of God it is through devotion that you can be able to see the glory of God if you neglect the place of devotion if you neglect prayer praise reading the word fasting worshiping then you can never see or walk in the glory of God if we look at the Bible again in the book of Acts, I think it's chapter 7, 25, and also Acts chapter 8, around verse 20 there. It's Acts 7, 15, and around Acts 8, verse 20. It speaks about Pharaoh. The Bible says Pharaoh would wake up in the morning and go to the waters. He would go to the Nile. So this was a man of devotion. We understand that there is a similarity here between Jesus and Pharaoh. Both of them are kings according to their ranks, according to the Bible. Both of them are people of influence, people of, of, of power, people who reign, are people who are in control, are people who, who possess the power to change or to influence people's life, either for the good or for the bad, depending on which one you are looking at. But we understand that there are similarities in how their power flowed. Both of them, they would wake up in the morning. In Mark 1, we realize, we read, we learn that Jesus would wake up in the morning while it was still dark. In the book of Acts 7, 15, Acts 8, 22, 
we have realized and we learned that Pharaoh would also wake up and go before the river or in the Nile to go. I don't know what he was doing there. Maybe he was sacrificing to his gods. Maybe he was praying to his gods. Maybe he was asking for power. That is why he was able, being one man, to be able, he was able to oppress over millions and millions of Israelites. He was getting the power through being devoted to his God. So even us as the children of God, we can learn a lot from David, the man who inquired of God through devotion. We can learn a lot from even like people like Elijah, who was able to go on the mountain and put his head between his thighs and he would pray and call for God, for God to bring them, bring him the rain and there was rain. The Bible says in the book of James, Elijah was a normal man like us, yet when he prayed that there was no rain, there was no rain. When he prayed that there should be rain, there was rain. How did Elijah manage to do these things? It is because he was a man of devotion. He was a man who had a relationship with his God. That is why he was able to bring fire from heaven. That is why he was able to open and to unlock and to close doors. He, because he was a man who, who was a master, who, who learned and mastered the art of winning when it comes to devotion. So we need to go back to our place of devotion. We need to go back to that place where we, 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 we would spend hours reading the word. We would spend hours seeking God. We would spend hours praying. Devotion controls everything, brethren. Sometimes some of us, because we, we, are, we are not tied in devotion, we are lacking in devotion, we have entered into wrong relationships. God would have loved to warn us. God would have loved to tell us. God would have loved to show us. One thing I've understood is that if we are Christians, we need to be proactive Christians, not reactive Christians. And in order for us to become proactive Christians, we need to be Christians that value and understand and love the place of devotion, that love and prioritize devotion. What will that benefit us? It is through devotion that God is going to tell us even things before they happen. It is this scripture, I think in the book of Amos chapter 8 or 9, that says the Lord does not do, does not allow anything to happen without first revealing it to his servants, the prophets. You know, so God can reveal things to us through devotion. God can tell us where to invest. God can tell us which jobs to apply for. God can tell us where our monies are, who to marry. You know, a lot of us end up making a lot of silly and stupid mistakes and a lot of life-costing and time-consuming mistakes because we are not prioritizing devotion. We think just because we are Christian, it's the end of it. It's okay. But no, God wants to have that intimate relationships with his children. You know, he is calling us to the place of devotion whereby we get answers from God. Whereby you go in your room, you lock yourself in there. You know, you pray, you cry to God. You call unto God. He says, call out unto me. Call unto me. He says, I will hear you. I will rescue you. He says, I will show you great and mighty things that you did not even know of. He says, I will show you. You know, he says, I will give you the hidden treasures of, 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 of the earth or of heaven. So I will give you the secret treasures that are hidden. So this God is a God who, 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 who wants his people to go back to a place whereby they seek him. You know, that's why he says, seek me while I may be found. He says, you will seek me, you will find me 
if you seek me with your whole heart you know he says my hand is not too short that they cannot save nor is my ear too deaf that they cannot hear so this is a God who is not distant he says behold I stand at the door and I knock so we need to go back to the place of devotion the place of prioritizing our walk with God the place of prioritizing Bible studies a place of prioritizing prayer a place of prioritizing praise and worship let us set aside time for us to worship for us to praise for us to read the word for us to pray let us set time aside for us to even fellowship with each other for us to talk and to sing hymns and sing psalms for us to talk about the goodness of God you know we've been doing a lot of things gossips uh, social media whatever it is that you can call but I think it's about time whereby we go back to, to, to a place of devotion because this is where we are going to get our victory like I said in closing no Christian can win no Christian can rise no Christian can know and understand God beyond their place or beyond their level of devotion so God once again is calling us into the place of devotion God is calling his children back to the place whereby they seek him and him alone so I pray that God is going to help us through this episode that will prioritize that we will understand that we will grow and that we will have the passion the zeal the desire and the heart for us to seek him diligently for us to seek him more than we've ever sought him before I pray that God is going to continue once again to cause his word to shine its light upon our lives that we may be able to have the illumination and the understanding of God each and every area that has been darkened that has been covered and overshadowed may God cause his light to shine in that place in the mighty name of Jesus may the good Lord keep you and bless you thank you very much till we meet in the next episode and amen Thank you very much that you managed to stay till the end of the episode. We are so grateful for your support and all the love that you are showing us. If you'd like to link up with me on social media, you can find me on Twitter. My name and surname is Prince Ziwa. May the good Lord keep you and bless you till we meet again on the next episode. Thank you and bye.